You're listening to Sunny Side Up, a bite-sized podcast that brings you real-world insights that help go-to-market professionals evolve and stay up-to-date on the latest trends. Join us as we share best practices and proven techniques from industry experts and practitioners. Today's episode is made possible by Demand Matrix. Demand Matrix helps you complete your data stack with technographic, intent, and revenue potential data to help you accelerate revenue. Thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Sunny Side Up. I'm your host, Ajit, and today I am super delighted to have another new session of Sunny Side Up podcast with Reena Mishra. Uh, well, we've been talking for a long time and we actually came up with a very, very interesting topic for the, today's discussion. It's, uh, it's called On the Other Side of Fear Stands Your Dream. And she really means that because I have a lot of conversations with her and uh, there's so much that she can talk about. But let's hear it from her. A quick intro about her. She's currently working uh, with Microsoft. She is a senior partner sales executive with them. She's super fitness freak. I can definitely tell you. Also, I believe in her mantra that if you can't take care of yourself, well, then you're not able to take care of anybody else. And I think that's all also which means to be a sales leader's quality. I can definitely vouch for it. So without taking much of the time, let me quickly introduce Reena. Hey, Reena, how are you doing today? Hi, Ajit. I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me on your session. I'm really excited to be a part of this. Uh, and the topic that you're going to talk about is also something very close to me. Uh, I consider myself a bit of a feminist, so happy to be here. No, I think it is going to be one of the sessions where we're going to talk something very, uh, it's, it, it is very sensitive and very deep, basically. So yeah, of course, I'm super excited to have a deep down conversation on this, basically. But Rina, before we really head into there, I would request, let's talk about first, how is your journey so far? What are you doing these days? If you could just share quickly with our audiences. Sure. Um, so I've actually been uh, quite surprising. I think I kind of finished about 20 years in the in the media industry. Uh, it's serendipity that media happened to me. So I've worked at a newspaper company, the television company, and now with, uh, even with, uh, I've worked with Young for a very long time. And now with Microsoft, I think I have about a year and a half here. I am the India sales lead for the Microsoft advertising. And uh, the journey so far has been absolutely great. Uh, I love every minute of working with, uh, with a company like Microsoft. And I'm extremely proud uh, uh, to be a part of this company. And uh, I foresee that this is kind of, you know, this will be a long association for me. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to many more years of exciting uh, days in my career. No, I completely agree. I completely agree because uh, I think we just realized, right? We were just making account how many years of experience. And I think it's so sometimes you get set back, you know, oh, wow, it's 20 years of experience. So I'm sure there's a lot to speak, a lot to talk about. Uh, well, I think let's get to our discussion, which is again uh, about, you know, uh, your 
it's it's about a topic which i think which got me really really excited all about so uh, i think the first thing i'm going to ask you you know rina is what do you really think is the most significant barrier to female sales leadership in india or apac now i know this could be little sensitive to many people or to some set of people but yes i admire you that you're talking about this so let's get started about it thanks ajit and you know what i mean these are my personal opinions so uh you know if, if people would get offended i mean you know i would definitely kind of you know want to talk a little bit more to the people who would have the issues because i did really uh, to have a very frank conversation about it so according to me uh barriers that basically a female sales leadership face in india and apac uh it could be broadly in two segments one barrier is that uh, we create ourselves and the other one is that basically is a systemic barrier which i think we can't have much control on Uh, the barriers that uh, we create ourselves are are essentially one is self doubt so the thing with uh, women is that you know uh, we have this tendency to kind of you know uh, doubt ourselves whenever we would be offered like a very challenging role or a step up at job we become our own self critic we start thinking that are we 100% ready uh, and for women i think of uh, i was reading about this it said that unless a woman is like a 70 to 100% confident about her job role she is not going to take it up uh this is kind of in contrary uh if you look at uh if the same job is offered to a guy even with a 40% readiness they will probably just kind of take it so the whole uh, surmise is that women tend to become very very critical of themselves and what that does is it kind of you know we end up missing a lot of opportunity here because uh we don't realize that lot of work actually uh, you kind of learn at the job and you will kind of gradually muscle up so it's completely fine to take up a challenging role which uh, you you know like you know not entirely like even if you know a significant portion of it uh, there is something we all probably know about is called imposter syndrome uh it's basically a syndrome where yeah. yeah you know about that i mean i think it kind of lot of people suffer from it and i the women that folk i have spoken to they see i have heard this really really across that um the imposter syndrome is that you are you think that you're a fraud and somebody will call out your fraud because you just don't know enough so it's something everybody suffers with so i think we really have to kind of put that aside and just move on the second one is uh this whole tendency for women folk to play safe now i can talk about my childhood like you know i have grown up in a childhood which is very protected for women uh, so if you would see a boy uh, kind of going and playing on the streets or a terrace nobody is really asking them what time are you coming home how long are you there who are you playing with but that doesn't kind of go uh, it's not the same for the women for the girls now what happens is that when you grow up and you kind of go out in the world and you are doing a job this whole conditioning stays with us we are worried that okay i need to take a 9 to 5 job i need to come back home early should i be taking a job that is too risky if it has too much of traveling should i be doing something which i can't control so all this conditioning kind of also makes us you know trying to play safe uh, with opportunities out there but what that does is that you know it takes away a lot of opportunities away from us because we are not trying to uh, you know work in those roles which could be risky which could have lot of these uh, vagueness about how it could work out but nevertheless they are also very rewarding 
so uh, i would definitely uh, say that you know it's not the time for uh, for a women a leadership to play safe i think it's just take your risk go all out there and just it's not just about surviving uh, this now it's also about excelling it and the third one is the whole pressure of appearing opportunistic uh, women historically are seen in a very nurturing role we are mothers we are uh, the daughter in law we are daughters we are always expected to put the interest of the family member of somebody else above us now when you come to work and you have done your job well and you think you deserve a promotion we will hesitate to ask for that promotion even if we deserve it and the whole psyche is that oh you know what if i ask for a promotion i will look like a very opportunistic person i would not be perceived as like a, a women traditionally are perceived as you know so i think right, now it's right. time to break that barrier you know if you deserve it i think it's really okay to go out and like you know hustle and like you know negotiate for yourself um right this is this is super meaningful and you know uh, quite deep as i said earlier to uh, because i think it's a cultural or the diversification and then good you talk about like uh, the experience that you've been like our families are very protective right and yeah. i think you definitely see that and that's how you get yourself into that mold that okay i'm supposed to be like this versus you need to break those barriers and i think that's what the whole discussion is all about today so i'm going to have more insights and more thoughts from you on this basically yeah uh, i'm sorry you were trying to say something and i did i stop you in between no that's no, perfectly right? fine i was just <laughs> going to talk about the the other aspect which is a systemic barrier things that we cannot control oh, yeah. uh i i think you know i'm we are all quite aware about this that there is a lot of perception about the uh, women leadership that she will prioritize the family over company she might not be uh, ambitious enough uh, to grow the company and i'm re- i re- remind of a quote by this uh, co-founder of the collective and she says that women are trying to excel at two jobs one is the job and second is the image so we are in constantly in the fight to kind of prove ourselves Uh, it's a tight rope walk for a women leadership and uh, we all know this you know as we are doing our jobs irrespective of gender there will be instances or moment that your business decision would have gone wrong uh, it, it probably the whole plan would have failed and uh, because you are a woman it is very easy for uh, people to judge and say oh you know what it was she was bound to fail because she is a woman because it kind of confirms to the existing bias that okay she she can't do her job well and the same uh, thing might not be kind of you know uh, applicable to a men folk actually so there is a tight rope walk for a women leadership and i think it's high time that as a and i would lean on to the 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 men folk and the people of the industry i think it's really important to cut some slack to the women leadership and just kind of give her room to kind of grow and just you know become a leader that she is kind of trying to become and the last is a, a very common one we all know this a very pervasive not just in india globally also i think when uh, women are in the middle management that's also a time i think when they're planning their families so women goes on a leave she got a maternity leave now she is ready to come back it is here that i think uh, she needs the support of her family and more so even from the employer that they make it conducive enough for to work back if the expectation is that she is going to leave her uh, motherhood outside the door when she walks in it's not going to happen she's a mother she's going to constantly worry about the child at home 
so the uh, the expectation is that if the employer is able to give her a conducive environment enough but i will give you flexibility of work from home or do you have like a little flexibility to kind of you know work according to your needs you will be surprised the kind of uh, productivity uh, the women folk can bring to the work and i was reading this uh, article in a us magazine and it said that any economy can truly work to its full potential when it's actually removing impediments for the 50% of its labor workforce which is the women to come back to work and you know just kind of give their best yeah i completely agree and couldn't say more on this because i think those are great thoughts what you just said uh you know i was also trying to do a little more research and trying to understand more about it what you just said i think there is one one thing which i hooked up on was there was this blog from gong uh, it's a, another company basically uh, and there were some interesting women leaders who they captured and there were some great thoughts which have been put out there so you know uh, there was some some one thought which i definitely could relate to the conversation that you just said by uh, kalem basically uh, she's a sales executive with co contractor she says don't wait until someone gives you the opportunity to showcase your skills be three steps ahead by documenting what you bring to the table so wow that's great thank you really great arjit thanks for sharing that you know it definitely makes so much of sense yeah exactly and i could go totally totally relate to what you just said to me about it fantastic uh so i think the next thing that might comes to my mind then would be reena you know you being a leader or as a leader basically does it matter what uh, colleagues or anyone think about you i know we touched a little bit about this in the earlier conversation that we were having but let's deep dive into it now yeah i think uh, it's really uh, it matters to me it matters to me what my colleagues think about me or how i come across to them and i think uh, okay and i'll tell you why i'm saying that uh, because uh, when we come to work or when you come to work you know it's not possible that you switch off a part of ajit and uh, say okay now i will get the uh, professional uh, avatar of myself and come to work because you are the same person who's operating from the same value system and you have the same cognitive functions so if there is a crisis at work or there is a crisis at your home the way you will react is actually the same so uh, now imagine a situation at workplace that where i have a problem my colleague has a problem with me or my manager has a difference of opinion with me it is important as a leader to create that safe space for people to have those very difficult conversations these are uncomfortable conversations but it's very important to have them now when you have these conversations within the framework of healthy boundaries and growth mindset what we are basically doing is we are actually making room for people to build trust and telling them that it's okay to be vulnerable when you sit down across that person and actively listen to their persons or their point of view what you're also telling that person that look your views matter to me what you're saying uh, uh, you know i'm ready to listen to it you are an equal stakeholder in building this company and you belong here now when you say all of those things you are actually already making the workplace very conducive for the person to bring his whole self and original self to work and when you sit down and you work from that place in your head and your heart that is when you do your best work and it is then that you are 100% aligned 
or to the productivity and the growth of their company. That is when, when we say, okay, we're investing in a resource, that is the resource we have invested in and we, that is how we want to come across. And awesome. I would like to actually quote, uh, end with a quote from a CEO, Satya Nadella here. And I quote, I truly believe that each one of us must find meaning in our work. The best work happens when you know it's not just work, but something that will improve other people's life. I am quote. Wow. Wow. You couldn't ask for more, basically. That's that sums it up, basically. Super, super cool. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I think we are having very, very interesting conversation, Reena, and I think uh, there's a lot more coming from your side, I know for sure. Uh, well, I think another aspect to this would to understand for today's discussion is uh, what are some of the characteristics of a good woman leader then, as per you? Now, to be very honest, Sajid, I think when I was thinking about this question, it was a really tough one, you know, because there are so many of yeah. them. And, uh, Correct. Also tough because, you know, generally as a leader, it, it's not essentially very gender-based, but uh, yes. there are some of the things I think maybe a woman ace a little bit better. And, uh, uh, and uh, I agree. Yeah. And maybe they can do a better job on those because uh, that kind of comes naturally to them. So one, of course, is a high emotional intelligence. So people who are with high emotional intelligence, they're actually better at diffusing conflict at workplace or at home also it makes them more compassionate and open-minded and i think women generally by nature have a high emotional intelligence so i will totally encourage all the women leadership to leverage this uh the skill that we have that we have that you know we can work from that place of a high emotional intelligence when we are at work or anywhere else but the second one is empathy the women have a have this empathy antenna it again comes very naturally to us and yeah we we both know you know we both work in the kind of uh, industry and I, I think i think it's more pervasive that these days innovation and empathy have a very strong very strong connection innovation in a company will not happen unless uh, the company gives you a room to fail because and that needs a, a leader who can empathize with this if you have a leader who says that, okay, I am giving you a room to fail and then learn from it, that is the seat of innovation. There is an uh, old saying I'm reminded of. It basically says that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So it's a very essential ingredient uh, for any company who's driving innovation that they have a leader at top who's actually also very high on empathy. And I think women can do this job extremely well. Right. Right. And, and the last one is a creative thinking. Uh, some people might have a difference of opinion on this one. And I'm happy to have a debate on that one. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but by, by virtue of multitasking, you know, because women hustle between their work and family at home, so many things. I think this is a skill uh, that kind of lends. It's a very beautiful and creative thinking. A woman uh, is likely to have a very uh, creative approach to a problem or a project or a very different insight, which could be very different and unique from everybody else on the table. So I think this is also something uh, women should really harness. So these are the three things I, I can think of, I, you know, makes a very good uh, uh, characteristics for a, a good women leader. Oh, fantastic. And again, you know what, Rina, 
I'm going to go back to that same uh, blog, basically. Uh, I think I need to give a shout out to Gong team for putting up such great leaders out there. And I have I couldn't resist uh, sharing this another thought, which is a similar leader like you, I would say. Uh, her name is Katty. She says, I cannot overemphasize how important grit and resilience are, uh, are in B2B sales. Re- remember, those are the traits that no one can teach you. Exactly what you just said to us. Exactly. Right. The three aspects that you just said definitely talks on the same line. So, yeah, that's why I'm going again and again over there. I thought to bring in some another, but, you know, uh, these are the ones which are really ticking me off, basically. Fantastic. Uh, Well, uh, we are are in the next line of the questions that I would have is, uh, then can you share some of your sales experience, uh, which were learning experience to you? And uh, very most important, you are a strong leader. So that how did it make you more stronger? I think that's that's how I would summarize it. Thanks, Ajit, for calling me a strong sales leader. I, I don't know if I'm strong enough, but yeah, I, I do think that I am learning every day. So thanks for the compliment. I really appreciate that. Um, I, no worries. I think in the sales experience, uh, the learning experiences, one is actually the job of sales itself. Um, I started my career uh, with the Indian Express, which is the newspaper company. And uh, I started uh, as an entry-level sales uh, person. And like every other person who starts an entry-level sales job, I have uh, done uh, traveling in uh, local trains, buses, uh, waited long hours in front of agencies and uh, clients. And uh, I come from a very protected family. uh, And my parents were doctors. So I have lived in a like a safe environment. I've never really had to hustle so much when I was growing up. Now, when I came to work and kind of took a sales job and started kind of doing sales call, it was it didn't come naturally. It wasn't like uh, I was really enjoying all of it at that point of time because it was a departure from the comfort I have seen in my hometown. And uh, now, but when I look back about uh, and, and think of those experiences that kind of had when I was doing my sales job, I think, you know, those are the very experiences that have kind of baked in to what I have become as a person today. And uh, I am just so grateful, you know, I'm so grateful that I did that job because um, it, it, I learned so many life skills. I learned uh, to become better with my managing my time. I'm a terrible person who can handle my finances, but I've learned to kind of manage my finances well. At work front, you know, it teaches you this whole life skill of connecting with people, trying to understand the psyche of people. Uh, over a period of time, I could know whether my sales call will close or not. I got better at making my sales pitches better. But I think, you know what, just on the overall level, I think a sales role gives you a very good understanding of the people and the world out there. It's a great learning curve. And I think it just makes women so much uh, smarter, grounded and confident and even realistic as well. And uh, another thing which I think is great about sales job is that you know if you're working for a sales oriented company it is it is there that the uh, there is a lot of reward or incentive attached to how you perform well the women by nature are also very you know okay like empathetic they are very good at winning trust and that is what i think they make it makes them fabulous at, in the sales job so imagine you're learning a life skill and then also you are in a job that you know kind of pays well so i think at the end it's a win-win situation 
So I will strongly recommend that, you know, never hesitate from taking up a job which is on the uh, sales side or business development because you just keep learning and skilling up every day. And uh, the second one again is that uh, uh, be curious, ask questions. Now what happens is that as we are growing from middle management to the senior level, Imagine you're sitting on a table with senior stakeholder, you're trying to basically solve a very big strategic problem which is in front of you and you don't know some pieces of it. Now, because you're a woman, you might think, okay, I don't know if I should be asking this question because I might look like not knowledgeable enough, but that is right there in that moment, I would like to stop you and say that you should remember this uh, quote from Steve Jobs which says, stay hungry, stay foolish. It is okay if you do not know the basics of the problem. It is okay to go and revisit and ask the very basic question that so that you understand the problem. Because unless a doctor is not going to understand the symptom, they will not give you the right medication. In the same way, if we don't understand the problem, we will not be able to lean in and kind of be a part of the solution. So it's completely okay to be curious and ask the very basic questions. And the uh, third one, the couple of more, one is the uh, networking and professional networking. It is a new skill. It's a tough skill. I would say I myself find it very tough sometimes to do it, but I will assure you that it's very rewarding. Uh, there is a saying that goes uh, that your network is your net worth. So, you know, who you're connected to is also talks. About. Wow. I love this. <laughs> Thanks. And uh, yeah, I'm sure you, you would uh, kind of associate with that, you know, because, uh, who knows you? Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, in fact, and I would recommend here that whatever effort you take, uh, you know, try to make connections with the professional network in the field or expert in the field that kind of interests you. Uh, there is another thing I would recommend is that uh, it's time also to kind of be a part of a, a, some women-centric network. And pardon me if you think I'm a feminist, but uh, I'm not going to shy away from that because I really think it's a time that we stand up as an ally and help advance each other's careers. So if you can be a part of a women-centric network, which kind of gives an opportunity for you to share your views, learn from other people and kind of build a very effective network, I think it will go a long way. Because uh, as we see right now, we see that uh, there are not so many women leadership out there and uh, maybe they're not enough positions. And if in a moment we feel that, okay, let me be selfish and let me just be the only lead women leader out there because, you know, there are not enough of them. I think we are doing a great disservice because on, on the contrary, if we support other women and we have this holistic approach that, okay, I'm going to kind of support other women, make, uh, you know, create enough opportunity for other other women as well. What we're actually doing is that we are making more room at the top. And I guess when we advance together, I think we'll make a bigger impact. And uh, there is an old quote, I think, you know, I, I've seen a lot around. It, it says that real princesses adjust each other's crowd. So I would like to be an ally and I would say that uh, go and network out there and hold each other's hand and let's just all grow together. And uh, the last one is like uh, about staying relevant. We all know that yeah, yeah. technology, and I don't think it's just for women folk, but it's just for really everybody. When you are kind of again, absolutely right. Yeah, when you're kind of progressing from like a mid management or senior leadership, you know, we get bombarded by the work and the pressure and the amount of work you're doing every day. And 
but i think it's very important to keep an open eye and see how is technology changing you know today with the ai coming in we have no idea whatever trend is applicable today and what industry is how today it might not be even relevant tomorrow we don't want to be a bystander we would rather be a part of this whole uh, revolution so keep upgrading yourself keep reading uh, be a part of the all the trade discussions where you can be if it means that you have to take time out to read about the uh, new developments i think do that put some time aside uh, in your daily day or weekly just read up uh, there is one very good thing which microsoft has started uh, uh, lately that once a month they actually ask you to block a learning day and that day you don't take any phone calls you don't do any meetings but just kind of you know a uh, skill up learn all the things that you have been wanting to kind of learn it could be basically anything which is inside the organization or even out in the trade just a general and i think it's a fantastic initiative because that is a day i can take a break and just kind of look at all the links i have kind of put and had not had the time to read i would just kind of go and read about that so these are some of the things comes to my mind Oh no this is this is super insightful and being fantastic so i'm going to ask you now to share little secrets of yours being a sales leader um and my, i think somewhere this is also my all time favorite question which i love to ask to my guest what is the framework to lead so what are your thoughts on it <laughs> sure uh, yeah it's a secret sauce for sure and you know I've, and i think this is basically the yeah this is the sum of my 20 years of working and all the mistakes that i've done and all the learnings i've done so yes uh, the first one definitely is lean in you okay make find your seat at the table and you make it count you are at the table you're discussing something don't just keep quiet if you have an opinion talk about it if people are going to give you opposition it is fine justify your opinion so definitely the first one is lean in second one is create a culture of collaboration and learning and make it okay to fail and learn from it it is really important give people uh, room to fail and then pick it from there because that is a seed of innovation every company who is kind of you know driving their uh, company through innovation this is a very very important culture to create the third one is in my all time favorite uh, it is uh, choose courage over comfort so you would okay yes you you will always have these undercurrents when you are talking to your team or to your colleagues that there could be some things people are not comfortable about they're not talking about and uh, so as a leader you have to spend times addressing their fears and failures and what's bothering them because think about this way as a, as a leader your job is to basically make sure that your that your team is in a right mind to kind of you know go out there and and deliver but as a leader it is your job to kind of you know of do that uncomfortable job of like direct them and basically address their fears and failures uh the fourth one is keeping a growth mindset very important choose a language of support and not criticism people will do mistakes at job we all have done it and uh, as a yeah. leader it's really important to kind of uh, talk about that habit or talk about that mistake rather than telling that you have done it so it's really important to kind of you know have a right kind of language built in uh, another one is being available as a leader like you know it's possible that there is a problem that has come and you do not know the answer as a leader people are looking up to you 
and so you have to basically say okay i'm going to work with you and we will all together find the answer i might not have the answer but i want to be available and be there as a leader and the makes last sense absolutely makes sense thanks a lot and, and the last one is that be an ally this is something i have learned uh, after a lot of training in microsoft around this uh, being an ally really means is that you know uh, just be there uh, you know every word of support and encouragement that comes from a leader can actually propel our team to grow and be more confident what they do you will be amazed uh, like what a word of kindness and support can uh, do to your team and the kind of impact it can have on their lives so choose your words wisely awesome awesome uh, i think this is again uh, you know uh, very meaningful to understand and lot to take for any leader i would say just not you or anybody whoever is listening and who wants to be into that cycle these are some of the traits that they need to look after or they need to adapt to being called as a good leader so well i think this was super fantastic conversation i was being having with you and uh, just if i could just take away or the meaningful insight from this for me i think uh, as you rightly said women's are really those unique or they have those unique characteristic that definitely makes them a perfect for sales role no doubts about it basically and they have proven at times and they will keep doing some great you know jobs around it i think also most important again you did highlight about it is like uh, the ability to you know to listen nurture or as you said being ally or help each other perseverance multitasking you know all this you know makes them totally totally a different and a perfect match for this particular role and yeah as you again highlighted about or you spoke in depth believe in yourself you know and your capabilities no matter what is going around so yeah i i definitely want to uh, say big thank you for having this conversation with us uh, it is different it is little unsettling for many people could be but i enjoyed it and i'm sure everybody who is listening out would enjoy this it's not something uh easy to talk so i appreciate you putting very straightforward thoughts around this so again i would say a big thank you for this rina thank you apart from this i have few more questions which i always like to ask and i think what is the latest and greatest uh maybe you can call it as a hobby or something that you have, you have picked up lately what would you like to share on those notes with our listeners uh, sure anything so, yeah so you know what i actually have a guitar and it has been lying around my house for like almost more than Fantastic. 15 years so in this lockdown i actually wow. signed up for an online course and then you know i've just just started so anyway, <laughs> very tough you know i'd have to talk to all the people who okay. just kind of take okay. care but yeah that's just one thing i'm doing and second is i kind of i work out daily uh, i'm doing my strength training i just wow feel like it's so important in this time to find a schedule to keep yourself healthy no i think two two good things uh, i've been trying to do a lot of guitar things but it's never happened uh, but yeah it's okay i think i should take some motivation from you now <laughs> and uh, i think online is the thing today so i know it's difficult but uh, uh, so my wife is learning something different way of it's a combination of guitar and sitar wow. so she's trying to do it an online about it i forgot the name it's got an interesting name it looks like a guitar but it doesn't play like it it is it has to be on your lap basically okay. and she's trying to learn out of it 
yeah uh, but yeah super cool uh, one last thing before i let you go rina any any interesting read or any book that you would recommend or you are currently reading or it could be anything it could be a novel or anything precisely uh, you could share or any website that you really liked or something about you want to point to our listeners you know what i've actually incidentally uh, i have actually yeah. logged on i actually bought 10 books because i was like you know let me just <laughs> okay so i've been reading quite a lot of book uh, books actually uh there is one book i would definitely recommend it's a book by uh, brene brown it's called dare to lead okay and uh, there is another book she's written it's called braving the wilderness it is one of that book you will really you will fall in love with it it just it just speaks to you i would highly recommend uh, for people to read uh, both the books from brene brown dare to lead and uh, braving the wilderness okay. okay super fantastic thank you so much for this too and you know uh, i appreciate again you took some time we had this conversation and i know uh, there's more to talk about it so i'm going to round up another round two for this uh, and we will continue more on this particular discussion or something more addition to it basically but yeah again thank you so much for joining us also i want to give a big thank you to all my listeners uh, who make us motivated to bring in such great shows great topics uh, out there uh, well in some part of the world i've been saying this message in couple of my uh, you know this uh, live podcast that you know some part of the world is really going through a tough time so you know we've been praying and making sure people stay safe and healthy and i would say whoever is listening to us stay safe stay healthy take care of your near and dear ones it's a time it will just pass through so just be you know be just be supportive i think that's more important today yeah. be supportive to each other yeah okay uh, well thank you rina thank you so much and you too take care of yourself and this is ajit signing it off thanks a lot ajit thanks for joining us on this episode of sunny side up if you like what you heard please subscribe rate and review us and share these insights with your peers